Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. I'm talking with women who share their experiences and what they've learned. We talk about where they're taking action, where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and how they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. And I hope this podcast inspires, encourages, and challenges other women to step out of their doubt into their fierce calling and use their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. In today's episode, Satisfying Our Hunger with the Bread of Life, I'm talking with my friend, Christine Trimp. We're talking about her life-giving transformation of body, mind, heart, and soul. Her amazing transformation includes losing 100 pounds. And although we would all agree that was an incredible accomplishment, Christine's heart is that we not only learned how this was possible, but to personally know the one who makes all things possible. Christine is compelled to share her joy story of healing and restoration so that others can heal too. Her journey is centered on joy, and Christine's story will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Christine Trimp. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend, Christine Trimp. She is a worship leader, a writer, a speaker, and a joy seeker. She is also a weight loss warrior and recently lost over 100 pounds for good. God flipped the cravings of her soul and called her to inspire, motivate, and encourage others to pursue their best health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Her transformation story has been shared internationally in publications such as Reader's Digest, First for Women, Women's World, and DietDoctor.com. And she finds great joy in helping people turn their health around and hearing them praise God for their healing. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Doris. Thank you so much for having me on the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you. I am blessed as well. I've been looking forward to this. And I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, because there is a lot that you have to share today. So I'm looking forward to that. I know the listeners as well. Well, thank you so much. I love your ministry. And when I was praying about and pondering how the passion and compassion and conviction fits together, it just, it emphasizes so much of my story and um, praise God. I think that that was just a wonderful question to start us off on. Um, so I'll start with my passion. As you mentioned in the introduction, it is my complete joy to now step out into the fierce calling that God has called me on because of this joyful journey is what I call it, that he has taken me on to an incredible, massive weight loss transformation. But as wonderful as the physical transformation has been, I am just blown away by the emotional and spiritual journey that he has taken me on. And that is where my passion is. My passion is to reach women and and men if they're interested in my story, but I I have a real heart for the women because I've been there. Uh, But the passion is 
being able to speak to people on a daily basis and encourage them, inspire and motivate them, educate them if they need um, specific education on how I achieved my weight loss transformation. Um, but really, my deepest passion is for the word and for everything that God has taught me through this journey. It is only because of him and because I finally got to the point in my life after 30 years of wandering around in the desert, in obesity, seeking a way to finally find relief for my health problems as they were mounting and getting worse. And I was facing a lifetime of type 2 diabetes, you know, with all the complications that go along with that. I did not want to have to worry about my vision or my limbs or my children having to take care of me. So finally in 2015, I got desperate enough that I finally, finally <laughs> turned everything over to the Lord because I had tried every man-made type of diet program under the sun and I would have a little bit of success but I never had lasting success and it just crushed my soul and it just crushed me. You know, my, every time I would give up, I would end up gaining back double what I had lost. So mm -hmm. it was a long, long journey um, getting to this point. So I finally did find what worked for me and it was only because of the steps that God took me on, I believe step by step, because I'm a very type A checklist type of person. And I feel like he had to reveal things to me a little bit at a time. And so one of the first things he prompted me was recognizing what I was putting in my mouth. And he called me and introduced me to a way of eating that completely eliminated sugar mm -hmm. and then eventually eliminated refined carbohydrates, a lot of factory foods. And that eventually got me to the point where I was not eating any type of high carb foods like bread, pasta, and potato. And if he had told me one day to just stop eating bread, pasta, potato, grains, sugars, and one day I probably would have balked at that. <laughs> yeah. But it was a slow, it was a slow progression. Um, I Googled um, because of my health issues I was having, I had been diagnosed with um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. And so I Googled a lot about that. And I found out that um, sugar was a huge culprit in that and mm -hmm. is a major hormone disruptor. So that was the first thing, first step I took was to get off sugar, to stop eating sweet things and desserts and things like that. So I did that for about 10 months and I eliminated my sugar cravings doing that. And I actually got rid of my chronic headaches. I got rid of um, cystic acne by doing that but I wasn't losing that much weight. I only lost 18 pounds mm. over 10 months, which seemed crazy. I felt like I was making a huge sacrifice at the time and that I wasn't getting very little results, although I was feeling better, so I wasn't complaining too much, but I just began to dig a little bit deeper into um, my hormones and what was going on. And I finally stumbled on the information about um, my insulin resistance and how my body was not processing insulin correctly. And as somebody who's carbohydrate intolerant like me, what I needed to do was to focus on controlling my insulin and keeping my insulin stable. Because before that time, even though I'd quit sugar, I was still eating bread because I thought whole wheat bread was still healthy for me. Um, but instead, whole wheat bread was spiking my insulin. Wow. And 
and insulin is your fat storing hormone. <laughs> and for someone with a metabolism like me, I don't even say unfortunately because I feel like it was such a blessing that this, you know, that I stumbled upon and discovered this information just through doing my own digging and my own research and the things that God was putting in front of me every day throughout my journey. So I'm so excited that once I figured that out, that I needed to control my insulin, I needed to flatline my insulin. That's when I really started having a lot of healing success, a lot of weight loss, rapid weight loss, and then a lot of emotional healing. My mood just drastically improved and I was energized and just so deeply in awe of everything that I had experienced and had researched and had applied in my life that I just had to give all the praise and glory to God that he finally delivered me from my chains of obesity and years of feeling um, worthless and hopeless. Mm -hmm. And now I just have such a passion that I want to share it with everybody. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing that I'm not a person that has to say, okay, if you want to find the success that I found with my weight loss journey, you have to eat this way, eat that way and eat mm -hmm. this way. I'm, I'm very open to like encouraging people to find out what works for them. Mm -hmm. But the keto lifestyle with intermittent fasting is what worked for me. So of course, I have a lot of experience with that. But the greatest joy I have is just encouraging women to be the best that they can be physically, emotionally and spiritually through their own self-awareness and through getting things under control. So that is where my passion is. And that's why I started being called to speak out about this, sharing private time with friends, a lot of coffee time with friends, and then that got to be too much. So I built a blog and I'm able to share on a much larger platform, the stories and the inspiration and, and the process of eating keto and and practicing intermittent fasting if you want to do it that way. But that's where I am with my passion. And I just so blessed that God called me on this journey, which I never in a million years would have expected after years of defeat in my weight loss struggles. <laughs> so, so here I am. Oh, yeah. wow, Christine, that is amazing. Yeah. And I love how you were sharing that you understand that it's not the same for everybody, but mm -hmm. God is called you to encourage people who are feeling hopeless yes. and like you said, worthless, because mm -hmm. it, it goes really deep, doesn't it? I, I mean, oftentimes the weight is really connected to something deeper going on. And I love how you said that you want to help people who live hopeless in reversing their situation. Yes. And this is a fierce calling that you have. Yes. So have, have you always struggled with that or when did, was there an event that happened in your life or when did that first start with, with the weight gaining? Yeah, I, I think it was just my, my unlucky genes and <laughs> the way I, I metabolize stuff. I did start gaining my weight as soon as I went to college. And that's a typical time that people start to gain weight. And, you know, they talk about the freshman 15. Well, I had the freshman 40. I came home from uh, my freshman year of college, a very different person. Uh, I had been fairly athletic before I left. I grew up playing softball and things like that. But I, after I got back from college, it was the first year I was very unmotivated to do anything physical. 
Um, and that's, I believe, when a lot of like the emotional issues that I didn't want to address started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just over the years, I would, you know, I would try to lose some weight. And if I would gain 20 pounds, lose 30, gain, you know, gain 35, and then two pregnancies. And then uh, after I had my second child, I liked to joke, even though it was, you know, it was just a sense of humor to try to cover up my pain. But I, you know, my stomach was very big. I had a very, you know, a lot of fat deposited in my stomach after both pregnancies. And I used to always joke that I was waiting to deliver my third baby. And then <laughs> so now, finally God has delivered me of that, you know, and it's, it, it's funny, but it's not funny. You know, some, I have to look back on some of it with, with the deprecating humor, but, but yes, I feel like, I don't know if you would call it bad genes, but I think that's a lot of what it, it is about in that um, I do have a history in my family of people that develop type two diabetes and are obese. And, and um, I think I just got that lucky straw. Yeah, I think you have just broken that chain, you know, yes, of yes. the generational right health issues. Yes. And in that is so inspiring because it allows people to see that I don't have to just sit back and go, well, this is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is because yes. it doesn't have to be what it is because it just right. it's what God says it is, right? Exactly. And I didn't recognize that until I found, you know, the joy in this journey. And one of my um, favorite doctors that I follow is Dr. Jason Fung, and he's a big advocate of intermittent fasting. And the first video I watched from him, the day that I learned about fasting and keto, he said something that just touched my heart so much. He said, this is not your fault completely. Because I've been given dietary advice all my, those 30 years, I'd been given dietary advice that I needed to eat less and move more. And because I wasn't losing weight, I wasn't eating less and moving more. Well, I had gone through years of calorie counting where I was eating a thousand calories a day and was exercising every day and nothing was happening. So it was very discouraging. Mm -hmm. And I found out when I started eating the keto way of life that I was able to actually eat more calories. And because I was eating the right food for my body, I was still able to lose weight. I feel like for myself, I had been given the wrong dietary advice for many, many years. And so we need to change our thinking a little bit about that, I think. I mean, it's still important that people need to watch what they're eating and move their body. And I love to move my body now because I have so much energy and I can. But the standard American dietary advice doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. I love that you said that. That is so encouraging because people get to this dead end where they're striving, 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 and not seeing results. And it's very discouraging. And it does affect us not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And, you know, we are temples. Yes. You know, God says, you know, you, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like you. Right are um, to take care of your body, right? We're to take yes. care of our bodies. So knowing that there's no like magic formula, but there is mm-hmm. a scientific process, the way our bodies have been designed, mm-hmm. we, we weren't designed to eat all these processed foods and nitrates right. and whatever else, you know, we put it in right. and then our body goes, what do right. we do with this? So let's just suck it in these fat cells, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So and- education. Yeah, I'm so thankful that 
it opened my eyes to all the factory processed foods that I'd been eating. A lot of it out of convenience when I was raising my children to uh, just time constraints and things like that. But now when I look at the whole foods that God has provided for us, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And I'm just, I'm so in love with it now. It's, I actually take joy in cooking now, which I never did in the past, but, nice. but making whole, you know, wholesome foods and meals for my family is something that gives me a great joy now. And if you would ask my kids when they were growing up, if I liked to be in the kitchen cooking, they would tell you absolutely not. But, <laughs> but now they know that mom's going to take the time, even though they're older, they're young adults. Now they don't need to rely on me to cook their meals all the time. But, and my daughter doesn't even live here anymore, but she does come home now for some wholesome food. So good food. Yeah. Yeah. It's great for your children, you know, really like, and and then helping them to learn what is good and healthy for their bodies. And yeah, it sounds like now because you love to cook, you know, like this connection with the Lord too, like spiritually, you know, he's having you do something that you didn't like doing in the past, Mm -hmm. probably because it had negative connotations for you. Oh yes. Most definitely. It was like a negative. So right. What are some of your favorite dishes that you make now that are healthy for you and your family? Well, most of my meals now are mostly meat heavy with a little, with a side of vegetable. Mm -hmm. And I have a few favorites. I also think of food now is strictly fuel. Mm -hmm. So I could actually eat the same thing every day if I had to. Mm -hmm. I could make, uh, you know, a big uh, keto chicken casserole, like on a Monday night, I could eat that for the rest of the week if I had to, if it was still available. You know, I guess I really don't have a lot of favorites because I try a lot of different things. But like I said, food is fuel. It's strictly the gift that God has given us to get through the day and we yeah. need it. But I don't obsess about food anymore like I used to. Yeah, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and because I was eating a high carb diet, physiologically, my body was craving carbs and my insulin was going up and down. And so every thought, almost every minute of the day in the past was, what am I going to eat next? Yeah. And now I don't have to worry about that. Wow. So you've taken those thoughts captive. I have taken those thoughts (laughs) captive for sure. For sure. Obedience of Christ. Amen. Yes. And it's amazing. I mean, I, after spending so many decades being so focused on food, mm-hmm. it is just a huge chain that chain that he has broken for me. And it's, uh, I, I just, it's so awesome. I can't even express how awesome it is. That is so freeing. It's yeah. like, you know, you broke up with the old food lies mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you, that you believe <laughs> like I'm breaking up with this food, you know, uh, break. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Doris. <laughs> but I, I yeah, I start telling people I broke up with food. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like I, I hear what you're saying too, which is yes. great. It's like yeah. a change in our perspective. Yes, and then yes. it can be an idol, right? Yes, definitely for sure. For sure, it was an idol, and um, I got a lot out of uh, a chapter in Ephesians chapter two, and even the. The heading on my NIV Bible for that chapter says being made alive in Christ. Mm. So I'm no longer, you know, living for and craving the earthly and fleshly things that I used to crave every day. And I used to comfort myself a lot with food. Mm-hmm. And well, I shouldn't say a lot. I should say I comforted myself all the time with food when I was distressed or upset or 
things weren't going right at home or was in an argument with somebody, um, I would reach for food. That was Mm -hmm. my comfort. And now my comfort is the bread of life is Jesus. You know, he is my complete comfort. And again, another chain that has been broken is I run to him now. I run to his word and I run to prayer. And I use a lot of fasting too when I'm, you know, in a in a season that I really need to seek him for some things. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a complete flipping of my cravings. Amazing. Yes. And I love hearing that because I know it's also going to encourage a listener that there is hope. This is possible because all things are possible with God. Yes. Right? Right. And even even we hear Paul talk about, I have learned to be content in plenty mm. and in want. It's like, it's a learned thing. So it's yes. not natural, right? <laughs> right. It is totally a learned thing. And I, actually this year, 2020 started out and I started telling people I'm a contentrovert. I'm 2020 has been such a hard year. <laughs> and so I, I use this word, I'm a contentrovert. I have shared about it on Facebook and many blog posts. And I'm like, I am content in what whatever God is bringing my way. So I love, I love that about Paul and him talking about being content in all things as well. Nice. I love how you pin that word. Contentrovert. Yes. Contentrovert. Okay. Never mind introvert, extrovert. And all that. I am. A, I'm an introverted contentrovert. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and I love how you shared with me, you know, when I, I usually get a little bit of information about my guest ahead of time. And mm-hmm. you said your journey is centered on joy. Yes. Uh, so much joy. If I had to describe joy before I started this journey, I would have just said, oh, it's being happy, you know, having a happy day or having a day that was not full of any distractions or disappointments or things like that. Those days were pretty rare. Yeah. But now God has just instilled in me like this passion for him and his word. And so every day that I'm in his word, Every time I see the word joy in my Bible, I circle it or rejoice. I mean, my whole Bible is getting circled, but it is such a deep thing now, a deep feeling, a deep sentiment, a deep love that I had never experienced before. And so God taught me what joy was all about through this journey. And as I was looking along through this joyful journey, things were going awesome. I was like on top of the world and I had this calling for a new ministry that I couldn't believe God was calling me to do these things, to speak and to write. I'm an accountant. So (laughs) I is totally unexpected, but he just kept opening the doors for me to spread this message and this hope with the world. I was called to speak and write. Everything was going wonderful. And then the suffering season set in Mm. and I've had what I call this year, uh, a triple whammy. I have experienced some physical issues that are normal for this time of life. I'm 52 years old and I'm in full-blown menopause, ladies. And then the whole COVID crisis, 2020, we're all at home isolated. And it's mm-hmm. it's been, obviously, we're all struggling with that. It's been such a, an interesting season of life. And then I have to care for um, a family member who has some health issues, which I didn't expect I'd have to be caring for this family member pretty much 24-7. So, and that's been hard. And that has had me actually on the floor crying tears and lamenting out to God. So I've also learned through all of this how to have the joy in the suffering. 
Mm. Because every day I wake up and I know that his mercies are new every morning. His joy comes in the morning. And it's been just such a blessing because if all of this would have happened to me three years ago before I found this spiritual healing, I would be in my bed with the covers pulled up over my head, unable to deal with all this. So I love the joy in the good times and the joy in the hardships, the joy in the suffering. And joy is just all about my amazing journey with him. So awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. And the fact that he was able to help you build this really firm foundation. So when all of this stuff happened that we didn't see coming, but he was not surprised by, you did not run back to the old ways and backwards. I mean, you know, sometimes we might have a little bit of a hiccup and things like that, but Mm -hmm. it's so encouraging that you now were on a track where you didn't go back to the old habits and the right. temptations and all of that kind of thing. Yes. Praise God for that. Yes. Yeah. Because this is, um, I watch a lot of people in the low carb community or the keto community or people that are struggling, trying to lose weight. Everybody's struggling right now with that, because how could you deal with this COVID crisis and not want to eat? Yes. It's just something that people are driven to do, you know, until they get better planted in their journey and, you know, more secure and free. Yeah. They're free from the, the food cravings and the food callings and all of that. So, yeah, I have a lot of compassion for those people because I have been there. Mm-hmm. I did it for 30 years and it wasn't until, you know, God taught me all these lessons that I was able to stand firm and, you know, remember what he's calling me to do and how he's calling me to better health. Mm-hmm. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, whoever listening, I, if you are struggling, I have complete compassion for you. I know I've been there. I've been in the shame. I've been in the isolation. I've been unwell. I've been insecure. I've been afraid to walk into a room because of my weight, or you might not be struggling with a weight issue, but you just might have shame in your life from other reasons that prevent you from walking into a room mm-hmm. and that is where my compassion lies. It just breaks my heart to see people struggling and living in that. And now, now I know um, who God calls us all to be, you know, we're all Mm -hmm. special. We're all created for a purpose. We're all created for a reason to praise him, to serve him, to encourage one another, to encourage the body of believers. So that, yeah, I have a lot of compassion for people struggling. Yeah. That's so evident. And Mm -hmm. with your ministry and everything, it's so, it's so cool how you are called to help other people get through these difficult things. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it can be whatever people are struggling with, you know, to rise above the circumstances. And the fact being that, that hunger that we have, that we're trying to fill a Mm -hmm. void, you Mm -hmm. know, is to be filled with him, right? Right. Exactly. I think the tagline of the book I'm going to be, that I'm writing right now is going to be satisfying the hunger of the body, mind, heart, and soul. Nice. Yeah. Because he he certainly satisfies all of that. Yes. Because the hunger and the cravings and Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. really has been put in us by God for him. Yes. And we kind of misdirect it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm excited about your book. So yes, on the book. I'm working on the book. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll have to have you back on when you yes. get the book out. 
<laughs> for sure. Hope. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's been a long process because of the interruptions with the health issues I've had at home. But mm-hmm. I started feeling guilty about not having my book done, you know, in a certain amount of time. And I just got the best advice from somebody that it's all in God's timing, right? Yes. There's a yes. reason. There's a reason that you're going through these hardships right now, and you're going to be able to write about them as well. And that maybe that'll be book two. So. We'll yeah. see. Right. And there we'll is no see. condemnation. Right. right. Exactly. In, exactly. In Christ, you know, so, so that is cool. And I love that your friend said that because it is yeah. God's timing. Right. When that right. all comes to be. And then, you know, there are things that he's taking you through now. I think it also gives me more compassion because I was riding so high on my weight loss success and just, you know, talking to people and it was fun and it just gave me a whole new perspective. Well, I was already compassionate for people that have been where I am, but now I have compassion for people that made, you know, that are different than me, but are also struggling. So it's all for his purpose, all of it, every single bit of it. So, yeah. And I love the encouragement that you were giving earlier about feeling uh, guilty or when people do that finger pointing or labeling or Mm -hmm. saying, well, you you could be thinner if you only did this or why right. aren't, why did you eat some, or, you know, why aren't you exercising more? You know, and right, right. to know that it's not just that cut and dry. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I have to tell you, Doris, that something really sad in my experience is that I am treated a lot differently as a thinner person than I ever was as an obese person. Mm. And that just breaks my heart. And yeah. I would like to, I'm not, so I don't see that a lot in my church community or my body of believers, my Mm -hmm. friends, but I just like to encourage people to keep in mind that everybody has their own, you know, has their battles, has their struggles, and we've all been through things. You could look at somebody who had, seems to have it all together in the most amazing way, and they could be dealing with the most hurtful life situations, and we just don't even know it, so. Yeah, so true, my friend. Yes, I've been taught a lot about, you know, being kind and being available for everybody in yeah. all of this. Cause I used to be a very, you know, self-centered person, only concerned about what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause you so. never know if that particular person that has crossed your path is a divine appointment, right? That God led exactly. them to you to be able to share. Yes. You know, empathize and share. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. And it's so amazing that God calls so many of us to speak and write for him mm-hmm. because like I said, I never would have expected that. And I never felt prepared or equipped to be able to do something like that. And now he's just given me a boldness out of who knows where it came yes. directly from him because it's not obviously, I, I did not ask for this really. You know, I just, I tell people, I just wanted to feel better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I had wanted, no idea. I know. I wanted to feel better, and I wanted to be around for my kids and my grandkids. I didn't want my daughter, who's a nurse, to have to take care of me and my old. Yeah. I was sick and obese, and with all the complications that go along with it. So, yeah. Praise God. I just this journey is just crazy. It's so cool, and that that's yeah. so encouraging too, because you were doing it for all the right reasons. You know, yes. it was like, you know, of course, yes, we have this cultural thing about we have to look a certain way to right. be accepted in this and that, but mm-hmm. 
you know, all of that played in where you were wanting to just be the woman that God called you to be, be healthy, not be a burden on your family and be around for a good long while or however long the Lord, you know, wants to keep you here so that we, you know, we all need to have that good health in mind and have our weight not gauged on the way we'll be accepted or if we'll be loved more, if we weigh a certain thing or right. whatever. But exactly. that to be healthy, you know? Yes, exactly. Healthy, uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's, yes. it, we're whole body, you know, our whole self. It's just not about the physical. And at those 30 years that I was trying to lose weight, it was just all about the physical. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so focused on that. And so any, any success wasn't very long lasted if I started struggling and slipping back into my old patterns. So so I'm so glad he met me in this journey and, you know, pulled me right up out of that pit. So, Amen. so that I could um, be around to, you know, share this joy with others. Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. I'm, I'm so very grateful that now I understand what it means to treat my body well and to live as a holy sacrifice for him. And, and the way I live is my act of worship. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what I want to do for him. And he is only one that could instill that in me. That is beautiful. That yeah. is a great reminder because you're a worship leader too. Yes, I am. Yeah. And I actually had stopped singing for a while when I started feeling really unhealthy and mm-hmm. I had a lot of issues with um, ovarian cysts and then I had the fatty liver disease and mostly my spirit was just in the pits. I did not feel like I was in a good place and I should not have been up on the platform leading worship because I was not in a good place physically, emotionally, or spiritually. So I did give up the singing for a while, you know, looking back, it's all part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. That God called me back into it once my joy, you know, started being more evident and I was so blessed to be able to do that. That is a wonderful thing that God allowed you to go through because it enhanced what worship really means, like what it's yes. all about. Because oftentimes we think of the worship part of a service as the music part, and the, but it, right. you know, all we do unto God is wor- is worship to Him. Exactly. Yes. So that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know that the listener is just encouraged by this today, and I would love if you could share how the listener can connect with you, Christine. Great. I actually have two websites now (laughs) because I just launched my ministry website where people can reach out to me and find me if they're interested in ministry, speaking, engagements, and things like that. So you can find me on my name, christinetrimp.com. And then for anyone that is specifically interested in a keto lifestyle or low-carb lifestyle with intermittent fasting, I have a website called Joyful Keto Life. Dot com that I blog on and that I post my YouTube videos on. And it has quite a lot of information on there, my favorite resources, everything. And both websites have all the links to all the social platforms that I'm on, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Things nice. like that. So, do you have yes. any future plans to do coaching and things like that? Or are you working on that at all? Or? Yeah, I actually am going through a health coaching certification course. And I'm actually going through a course that will help me learn how to build a course online. I'm pretty tech savvy. So I am definitely interested in some, doing something like that. It's just um, finding the time 
right? <laughs> yeah. To get everything done. Wait, I'm waiting on the Lord. You know, I have so many fun ideas, but I'm waiting on the Lord to open up doors. I'm going to the Christian Communicators Conference next week for, mm-hmm. and that's a speaking conference. So I'm really excited about that. I love to write and I love to do um, my YouTube videos, but I really feel like speaking would be just a, an avenue that I would really enjoy such a fierce calling that God has you pursuing and it's amazing. And I'm just blessed to be able to have you on the show and share all these wonderful things with our listener to encourage them, inspire them and to help them take some action because that's really what we want is for every woman of God, because Every woman has a fierce calling, right? Mm-hmm. Men too, but yes, yes. audience here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, to take action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. So thank yeah. you so much. And I just really appreciate coming on and spending time with us and sharing the wisdom that God has bestowed on you so that you can help others and continue that in your journey. So God bless you and your family and your ministry. Thank you so much for your ministry too. I just love this Christian communicators podcast world that's growing and thriving. It's, it's so inspiring. It really is. It really yes. is. Well, I look forward to having you on again. Like I said earlier, Christine. I will get in touch with you as soon as I have a book publication date. Sounds awesome. We'll stay connected and, yeah. and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Doris. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you joining us today, and I hope you were inspired by what Christine had to share. Satisfying our hunger with the bread of life is the key to overall healthy living. As Christine says, God flipped the cravings of her soul and called her to inspire, motivate, and encourage others to pursue their best health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. That is Christine's fierce calling. Christine had no idea when she was going through all of those years of struggle that God would give her this amazing breakthrough when she surrendered all to Him. We can do that. We can surrender all to Him, but we can't do it without Him. There's nothing impossible with God. I just love Christine's Jesus joy. It's overflowing and she cannot contain it. She is compelled to share that with the world. You can connect with Christine at christinetrimp.com where you'll find all the information she talked about on the show. And remember friend, before you begin any changes in your dietary routine or your exercise routine, please check with your doctor and make sure that it is the right fit for you. I'd also love to connect with you. Subscribe to my podcast so you'll never miss an episode and listen to this. Fierce Calling News. Guess what, friend? The Fierce Calling Podcast will be moving to a new schedule. Beginning September 1st, episodes will come out every other Tuesday to give you more time to listen in between. That'll also give you more time to go back and listen to some of the episodes you've missed. Our weeks fly by so quickly, don't they? Especially these days. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So drop me a message in the comments on doraswift.com in the show notes and let me know what you think. Also, I'd love you to explore my website, doraswift.com and hang out for a while. You'll find free resources there. And when you join my email list, you'll receive my free resource, Simple Tips for Sharing Your Faith, plus my monthly newsletter with great resources and info that I know that you'll love. I would love to leave you with this scripture that's so encouraging. Psalm 119, 105. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word lights our path. He will lead us in the way to go. And we need not be anxious about what our calling is because he will reveal it in due time. I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.